Welcome back to the Beliefers Podcast. This is the uh, second episode, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> and I am your host, Mikey D. Uh, I have a fun one lined up for you fine folk today. Um, now, this is a Leaf-centric show with positive sprinkles from across the league throughout the past week or so uh, thrown in. I only have one non-Leaf note I'd like to talk about in today's show, and then we're going to dive right into all the Leaf stuff, discussions, questions, and a uh, quick brief recap how they've been. Um, this may be a short episode because they do play tonight against the Islanders, so this may be outdated by the time you hear it, but that's the way she goes sometimes. Um, so I'll have predictions for tonight and their upcoming games, uh, and then a Marvel segment and a movie review to wrap up the show today, so it'll be a fun one today. Um now, a quick side note before we dive into it today. I have my hockey stick uh, just on the side of me here, and I'm going to give some uh, actual hockey stick taps uh, to start us out here today. And the first set of stick taps is going to go out to Jimmy Hayes, Kevin Hayes, and the Hayes family all together. Now, originally about a month or two ago, um, Jimmy Hayes was found dead in his apartment. Uh, he was only 31 years old. Um, and the family was really courageous in coming out, revealing how he had passed, why he had passed, and it was that they found um, fentanyl and cocaine in his body, and the family had added that they're hoping having his story out there um, will prevent other uh, passings like this from happening. And honestly, that's just really brave and... uh, incredible of the family to do and for Kevin now going into this season I wanted him to have the the best career uh, best season of his career and um, honestly it was late in the offseason he was put on IR he went in for surgery uh, I can't recall what he had gone in for that in my bad um, but he went in for surgery so he recently came back and he gets into the lineup, and in his first game back, he scores a goal. And it's just a nice, clean goal, nice open net, just right there waiting for him. And what followed is the most heartwarming and simultaneously heartbreaking celebration. Um, So what he did to celebrate is he looks up towards the sky, and he's rapidly pointing upward uh, to honor his late brother, Jimmy. now, the thing is, yeah, they, everyone plays on different teams and there's rivalries and this and that. But but the thing is, in the bigger picture, this sport is what unites us. We all come to this sport as an escape. And and that's what unites us in a way. We're all brothers linked uh, throughout this sport. And so um, I'm giving stick taps to, again, just the, the family for their braveness. Um uh, Jimmy, wherever you are, buddy, I hope you're resting well. And, and for Kevin, for just that really nice goal and um, really heart heartfelt uh, Sally. So this is for you guys. And uh, hard right turn. Uh, so now moving on into the Leafs stuff now. I'm going to give stick taps to the Leafs' former captain, Dion Phaneuf, who has officially announced his retirement from the league uh, he's been in the show for 14 years. He's been with uh, four teams throughout that span. Uh, Calgary, Toronto, Ottawa, and L.A. in that order. 
Um, he produced his best with Calgary. Um, <clears throat> he was like, I felt he was likable on Toronto. He was, despite those teams being shit teams, they were kind of likable in a way. Uh, having Joffrey Lupul, Phil Kessel, uh, JVR, uh, Caudry, uh, Gardner and Riley, Reimer, all those guys. Um, so he had retired because he, so he's got a 10 year old daughter at home. Uh, he wants to be more of a family man now. He's, he's occupied with that. Uh, so for Dion, uh, for a hell of a career, for a hell of a player, uh, this is for you, buddy. And uh, so that's going to do it for Stick Taps for this episode. But it will be back. The actual Stick Taps will be back. Um, but I still have just a couple of quick notes, uh, discussions, before we dive into the brief recap. And uh, the first one, this one honestly was such a surprise when I got the notification on my phone that the Leafs reacquired Kyle Clifford uh, from St. Louis. Hallelujah. Because um, So originally, we got Kyle Clifford with Jack Campbell from Los Angeles for um, Trevor Moore, and we traded... Uh, you know, later on, we traded uh, Kyle to St. Louis uh, after the five-game series against Columbus in the bubble playoffs. We will not discuss the results, but either way, we get him back as of now. And uh, St. Louis, in return, they get future considerations, which usually turns out to be nothing. So essentially, the Leafs acquired Kyle Clifford for free 99, which that's always fun. Um, now, honestly, I, I originally liked Kyle Clifford coming into Toronto, uh, cause he's just such a gritty forward and, you know, sometimes having that sandpaper is nice for a team, like having players like Wayne Simmons and, uh, <laughs> well, I guess Dino Phaneuf in a way. Um, um, but honestly, he left such a quote the first time when he came to Toronto, um, and it was, he had said he was... He wasn't brought in here to Toronto uh, to outscore Matthews, which that just goes to show you, yeah, he's he's here to kick your ass. Um, so, uh, it is awesome to have him back. Uh, I had adored those uh, Los Angeles teams of the early 2010s. Like, they were built teams that could kick ass. Um, so, it's awesome to have him back on the team. And uh, so, moving on, um, this one I really wanted to talk about because I've had this discussion come up a couple of times actually, and it's you know it deals with the core four of, of this team, but this player specifically because this player really hypes me the frig up. I love this player, Jonathan Tavares. Now, is he worth the contract? Now, when the Leafs first signed him, it was to seven years, eleven million per year, so seventy-seven million altogether. He is worth it. Now, the thing is, before he signed with Toronto, it was over the course of a Canada Day weekend, and if he was going to stay with the Islanders, he should have signed uh, sometime Friday evening, and ultimately he didn't. When that time passed, it came down to, I recall two teams specifically, um and Boston faintly, but I, I remember it was San Jose and Toronto were more in the uh long running form. And San Jose, they offered him eight years 
and an extra $11 million on top of what uh, Toronto had offered him. So they offered him more to go there. But he took the discount to come here, play for his hometown team. Yes, it's still a big contract, but he took less to come here. Um, and honestly, he's a great personality for this locker room. He's a great leader. I mean, he's been captain of the Islanders for multiple years. And now he's captaining our Buds in Blue. Um, honestly, this play—he's just so offensively and defensively responsible. Like he's—he's he's one of the few players I find that makes uh, the fewest mistakes. Like when he makes a mistake, you're just like, Jonathan, how could you? Um, <laughs> but honestly, he's—he's a, he's a point a game player, and and over the past four years that he's been a Maple Leaf. He's rallied up 214 points as a Leaf. That is awesome. And, yeah, having him on the Leafs is friggin' amazing. And, honestly, I hope to see him a part of Legends Row one day, have a little statue for him in that uh, outside of the arena. All right, so now moving on, uh, quick recap. How have the Leafs been? You know what? They're not doing too bad. They're still... Jelen, despite they lost last night, I'll get into that in a moment, um, but they've been at home recently, uh, and to start us out, Tuesday they played at home against Nashville, honestly this was a strong team effort, they won 3-0, giving Jack Campbell a 21 save shutout, uh, and on a quick side note, I know I talked about it in the first episode, I'm going to talk about it again, uh, the power play in this game. It was, um, well, Matthews, he got his seventh goal of the season. It was on the power play. And it was after that goal that from that game and in the past eight, the power play has had nine goals in nine games. So they're getting a goal a game. That is awesome. That is consistent. That is what you want to see. So, there, yeah, the coffee is good for that. But a thing I want to talk about that I noticed really in this game is the chemistry and connection between Kase and Kampf. And I feel like they may, are they the new duo? Because whatever these guys have going on between them, it's clearly working. Uh, I'm hoping moving forward that Sheldon Keefe uh, plays these players together a bit more. It was awesome. They, they had such a nice goal together, uh, goal and assist. Um, Something is really clicking there, and I, I hope to see more out of those guys. Um, and then moving on, Thursday they played the Rangers. There's not much to this game, but honestly, this was a fun, energetic game. It was real, despite the sport being fast paced, this was a really fast paced game, and it felt kind of playoff ish. And you don't really get that in November or October, you get that closer to when the playoffs actually begin. <laughs> so that game was a lot of fun to see. Uh, the Leafs came out winning 2-1, to one, which if you go back and listen to the first episode, I said my prediction was, hey, they would win 2-1, to one, and hey, they did. So, <laughs> holy shit, I should get a lottery ticket or something. Um, so, now <laughs> going into last night, um, they played Pittsburgh, and it's Hockey Fights Cancer Night, so they had uh, those nice... Uh, hockey fights, cancer jerseys. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But for the game, it's the only turn I'm going to talk about. It's a bummer of a game. Honestly, yes, the Leafs were shut out. Yes, the Leafs lost. 
Um, the power play didn't get anything past their goalie, but they still looked good. Marner had some really nice chances. Fuck, I even thought he scored on one of them. Um, <laughs> you should call the cops for robbery, honestly. Um, but they just had bad puck luck. It didn't go their way. <laughs> you know, the coffee won't be good some days. And, and you know what? You cannot tell me that in your life you haven't had an off day, a bad day. But you know what you do? You brush it off and you get back at it and you kick ass next time. So, so they <laughs> lost one. But you know what? The positive takeaway from this is that in the least last 10 games, they have eight wins and two losses. Ladies and gentlemen, the sky is far from falling, all right? So, <laughs> um, but a quick little note to, to wrap up this game uh, is I want to talk about that it's time for the NHL to start using their Hockey Fights Cancer and their Army, Army Appreciation jerseys for the full game. Now, they only wear these jerseys for warm-ups, which is like 10, 15 minutes long. You can really see them on the team's social media accounts uh, when the team shares them. Uh, you can bid on them and the money goes to charity, which that's always awesome. But honestly, it is time for the league to start letting uh, these jerseys be worn throughout the full game. Because the thing is, like, look at the NBA. They make jer so many jerseys for every team, and they actually get to wear those jerseys throughout the full game. And, oh, man, that, some of those jerseys are really cool. Um, and honestly, it's just such a missed opportunity um, uh, to, to have those more. Well, because uh, you have Army people in the arena, and it's like you're not going to wear Army Appreciation jerseys during the full game. Like, come on. It's, it's one night. It's for these causes. It's for good people, for good causes. NHL, it's well past due. It's time to start doing it. Come on. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know what, just one last quick note, uh, before I get into predictions is, um, so I spoke about in the first episode, how much Jack Campbell will make and how long will his term be this time? It's the discussion is still going on. People are like a lot of people on Twitter and social media are like, Oh, he's not a starting goaltender. This he's still bad. No, he's been built up. To make well, like to I guess to quick cap uh, recap, um, he's been built up to make you know four point five five, um, in terms of money or even well in years as well four or five years, um, he's earned it. But uh, honestly, he in in sixteen games played this season, he has ten wins, four losses, one overtime, and his save percentage is a nine forty four. Like, that is an incredible, uh, incredible stats for a goaltender. Um, yes, he was a backup at one point, but he's been built up to be a starting goaltender. If he finds his way onto Team USA, I'm going to friggin' root for the guy because he's he's earned it. He's made his opportunity, uh, you know, worth it. He's gone for it, and I hope the best for him. Um, I, I hope this works out for him. He is a starting goaltender. If you think otherwise, you are definitely in the wrong on that because, again, he's been built up to, to this position. Um, all right, so now predictions. So this may be outdated by the time you listen to it, but the Leafs are playing very shortly. 
They're playing the Islanders tonight. Uh, honestly, I'm not too sure how the Islanders have been doing. I've been finding it's a little tricky getting back into following all the teams coming off of the the shortened season and all the realigned divisions where throughout that season, I found it really difficult to, to watch American teams because the Canadian division, um, I found that to be a barrel of fun, honestly. Um, so tonight, I'm going to say going into... Uh, they'll be in Long Island for this one. I'm going to say the Leafs are going to win 4-1. to one. So they're going to get back at it. I hope Tavares gets one or two at least uh, against his former team. Just to kind of add salt to the wound for Islanders fans because they're still salty about him leaving. Um, so 4-1 win there. On Wednesday, they, they will be in Los Angeles. Um, despite the loss the last time they played, I'm going to say this is a more of a high-scoring game. This is going to be a fun one. I'm going to say it's a 5-4 win. Uh, and then on Friday, they go into San Jose. Uh, again, I'm not sure how San Jose is doing. Um, but I'm going to say they win 3-2. to th- You know, no, 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 no. You know, I was going to say 3-2. But I'm going to say the Leafs get an empty net in this one. We're going to see an empty net goal. So the Leafs will win 4-2 to in this one on Friday. And there's no Saturday night game, which that's always weird. It's always weird. Uh, but they play Sunday in a week's time. They'll be in Anaheim. And, okay, I've, I've heard a little bit about Anaheim, Troy Terry, and how hot that team has performed. I'm going to say the Leafs will win. This will be a – like the Rangers game, it'll be a tight uh, – hopefully a playoff game. But I'm going to say the Leafs win 2-1 to one in, uh, in that one. And uh, so that brings us to all of our predictions – all my predictions uh and now this is a hockey podcast but i'm a huge comic book nerd and so i i'm gonna bring in a marvel segment because of course i am and um (laughs) honestly i just gotta say i'm fully fucking convinced that marvel studios is gonna give us a full-blown comic book a comic book accurate Galactus. So in the comics, it's this silly giant ass man in a purple suit that eats planets. It's very weird, but just roll with me. Um, now he's originally a Fantastic Four character uh, in the Fantastic Four movie from like 2008, the second one. Um, there was a form of they had Galactus in that movie, but it was not what he was in the comic books. It was a different take on the character. Um, but honestly, I'm convinced that Marvel Studios is going to do this right. They're going to give us a giant man in a purple suit. Um, based on all of the costumes that they've been going uh, just to the extremes with. Like seeing, uh, honestly, starting with Mysterio and Far From Home. Like uh, Mysterio was always such an interesting character. I loved the, the outfit and the whole special effects, whatnot. Um or the, the magic behind him. Um, but, like, the fishbowl. I, I always thought, like, how could you pull that off in, in a movie? And then John Watts and the far the team behind Far From Home uh, worked that magic. They made it work. Like, it had an Iron Man feel to it. And, and they made such a silly design work in that movie. Uh, so we got Mysterio. And then if you had watched the What If series over this past summer, um, near the end of that series, there's like this Ultron vision combination. And there's this moment where he's fighting the Watcher 
um, as spoilers if you haven't watched it, <laughs> sorry, um, where he's fighting the Watcher and he just uh, grows his size and he's so gigantic that there's one image where if you pause, he's eating the Milky Way and it's so reminiscent of what uh, Galactus is. You know, you know, he's this giant figure that eats planets and shit. And it's just, it's more, more evidence to, to the case that, you know, we're going to get a, a man in a giant suit, purple suit. <laughs> um, and honestly, the, the tipping point that brought me to this convent, uh, uh, to this point is so Marvel Studios released a new trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Spidey is my boy. And honestly, I'm so fucking hyped for this movie. This movie looks like it, it's going to be the best Spider-Man movie out of all of them. As good as Into the Spider-Verse was. Um, because we're getting all the previous villains. Dr. Octopus, Alfred Monolina's Dr. Octopus, William Defoe's Green Goblin, um, and some others in the uh, Andrew Garfield movies as well. And just... The, the tipping point was seeing Jamie Foxx as Electro. He's not blue in this one where he was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which that was a different take on the character from the Ultimate Comics. Um, this looks more like a comics accurate, a main comics accurate Electro. And they even give him, like, yeah, it's electric bolts, but they still give him um, this silly electric lightning bolt mask. Uh, that the character is known for having. And honestly, just going into this uh, theme of characters in familiar suits, it's it's just more uh, evidence that it's pointing towards that we're getting Galactus in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And as a comic book nerd, I'm hyped as fuck. I can't wait. Whether... When, like, if he does show up, it's got to be in the Fantastic Four movie. Um, but no matter where he shows up, I'm I'm hyped. And I am uh, I can't wait to see what Marvel Studios does with the character. Um, and to end the show, um, I'm going to do a quick little movie review. Because I'd seen Ghostbusters Afterlife yesterday. Um, I love the Ghostbusters. The first two movies, the cartoons. Um, the Ghostbusters video game was pretty badass. The, well, the one that had all of, all of the four characters come in and do lines for the game where it, it felt like an immersive movie. Um, yeah, so this is just such a wonderful franchise and I was really looking forward to this movie. I didn't mind the 2016 one with, uh, with the lineup cast of women. I, that one was okay. Um, but it wasn't up to par with the, with the classics. Um, it's okay on its own, but this one is, it's a true sequel to the first two, though it feels like there's more connections to the first one and they kind of just, it feels like it brushes over the second one. I, I'm going to try and keep it as spoiler free as I can. Um, but honestly, what was really heartfelt about this movie was, uh, so even Retman, he's the director of the original Ghostbusters movies. Uh, and in this one, it stays within the family because his son, Jason, directed this one because Jason was around the, the cast and his father 
when they did the the first two movies. So again, this uh, it stays within the family in that way, and it's really nice. It's really sweet. Um, honestly, I had moments where I was laughing my ass off. Uh, I cheered, and uh, holy shit, I cried. Like this was a beautifully. It's a well done crafted beautifully crafted movie uh wonderful piece of cinema um out of 10 i give it a 14 out of 10 it was just that it was that damn good um and then again i guess a bit of biasness in there because i love the franchise um but it was absolutely worth the time absolutely worth the money um and then yeah i got to see it in the d-box which that was a lot of fun too um, so yeah, it was worth it. If you get the time, go check it out. It is awesome. Uh, and that's, that's everything for this episode, for this second episode of the Beliefers podcast. I hope you're having an awesome day. I hope your coffee is good. And until next time, have some fun, live a little, and don't stop believing. <laughs>